Welcome to the Moon Room. Happy Black History Month, everybody. <laughs> I hope everybody's been enjoying their Black History Month. I've been taking a bit of space from social media and kind of in my own little hermit space, in my creative space. It's been really nice. But I have been getting crazy downloads for the last few weeks. Also, though, update, I'm divorced. My divorce went through. Yay. <laughs> My divorce was finalized. I'm so excited. I'm going to be celebrating in numerous of ways. The channels I've been getting, I have like three different shows. It feels like backed up inside of me right now. And oddly enough, the one I'm supposed to share first is the one I got last. So I got this massive channel in the tub and I have been chewing on this all week. So the one I'm going to share now, I will say, is controversial. And for me, it's still... I'm still struggling <laughs> with it. So what I'm gonna do, what Spirit wants me to do, is just read a lot to y'all. And we're gonna we're gonna work through this together as a group because it is a little it is a little troubling <laughs> what the channel is. Y'all, there's another Sam. There's another Archangel Sam out there, y'all. Holy shit. I was in the tub and I got the download. Oh fuck. Yeah, there's a whole other Sam. His name is Sam Yaza. Bro, so basically how I figured this out was I was researching Samuel and, you know, Samuel is supposedly the Lucifer, right? Okay. So like when you look at Samuel's history, though, it calls him like the seducer, the destroyer angel. But then it says he is first mentioned in the book of Enoch, along with other rebellious angels. In Enoch 1, he is one of the watchers who descended to earth to copulate with human women, although he is not their leader, this being Semyaza, bro. I was like, wait, wait. So I click that and bang, Semyaza. Also, turns out Samuel is described as having cross eyes. And I, I told y'all what the man came to me looking like. He did not have cross eyes. So now here we are at Sam Yaza, and I'm, we're just supposed to experience this one together because this for me is troubling, but this also is supposed to be a message of love. <laughs> so, so yeah, here we go. All right, so Sam Yaza, he's also a fallen angel, and he's ranked in the heavenly hierarchy as the leader of the Watchers. These Watchers became consumed with lust for mortal women and entered into machinations against heaven in order to consummate their desires. He essentially is the one that calls together the 200 angels up on the on the Mount Hermon. Um, and then after he persuades them all and they make this pact, it says he leads them, he, he led his angelic brethren in their seduction of the human females for whom they yearned. The hybrid offspring born from this unnatural mating between heavenly and earthly beings uh, were the Nephilim, and we know what the Nephilim were. Together the Watchers and their demigod children dominated, exploited, and at times even murdered the lesser folk who lacked their angelic pedigree. Okay, so like, but what the fuck? Like, I, so this is where I was spirit, like spirit, what the fuck? Hot. No, what? So I'm struggling with this because, you know, this is some dark ass shit, right? So the way that I'm supposed to just look at this, though, there's another part of this when you're researching. So, so when you go further down where it says that the Watchers shared with humankind various forbidden arts, sciences, and celestial secrets or mysteries of the true heavenly gnosis or knowledge, especially that wisdom possessed by Azazel, who taught them also the secrets of magic, of war, and of seductive ornamentation, including jewelry and cosmetics, 
all of which ultimately brought down the wrath of heaven upon the rebel angels and their spawn. And then um, there's another part of this where it's, it, it claims that they essentially came down to create a new religion. This they plan to achieve uh, through dark alliances and clandestine oaths sworn under penalty of death, thereby binding themselves to that treachery, whereby they would use their heaven-acquired knowledge to create a counterfeit religion on earth to satisfy their lusts and carnal desires. All right, so I'm supposed to look at this from the flip side. Because <laughs> when we're looking at it from the framework that this is obviously written in, it's very demonizing, obviously, right? But if we kind of take away the, um, the fear of like sensuality, the fear of, or just the idea of what lust is, which would be essentially like that being sexual or having sexual desires is wrong, which in, by no means is it. Imbibing in, you know, your physical pleasures, eating what you want to eat, doing what you want to do having relation in any type of way with whoever you want to, obviously, that is consensual and, you know, of legal law and, and moral shit, you know. But, like, so many people who are very good people would be demons, essentially, in society because everything is kind of flipped side upside down. We understand that, like, demons aren't necessarily demons. They're, a lot of times, just mental illness. We understand what toxicity in relationship is. We, we understand all these different things, but we also understand that witchcraft is not, you know, something to be feared. And we also understand that people can worship whatever little altar they want to worship, like, and they aren't going against God. So that's the framework I'm supposed to look at this as because they've been, they showed me a whole other way of what actually happened potentially. And so that's why I'm saying this is going to be like controversial, but... This, this is the channel message. So when we think about what those beings looked like, right? Or like even when, when they're saying what they were doing, when they came down, they were lusting after these mortal women, right? Okay, so imagine like we understand Westworld, right? Now imagine there's 200 people who are like running Westworld, helping to run Westworld, who recognize the fucked upness of it and they wanna wake up the women because they understand and see that it's actually the, the feminine that's being like mushed out of humanity. Like they've been turned off from their intuition, from their, uh, their godship. So they're all like walking dolls essentially, right? Well, by this point, they're not walking dolls anymore, but they're, they're just not, they, they're, they're definitely not in touch with, they're turned off like we are. These are like beautiful ass creatures as well. So, the humans and these beings have been living amongst each other for the, at this point years and years and years and years. So there'd already been this like relationship between the humans and whatever the watchers, right? Because I guess they are the ones, I guess, watching over the people. They are the quote sons of God. But again, they're just like Anunnaki. They're just Nibiru people, ETs. So these 200 people, they come, they know that they're forbidden to do this because it is essentially going against like the whole Westworld business that's keeping all that stuff like very locked in. So here they are, they make this pact to go and like wake up the women. It does not say that they went down and like violently, you know, claimed these women. It said that they seduced them. 
and fornicated. Always get shown that like these big angels came down from heaven and just took these women. But like, what if it wasn't like that? Because they'd already all been living amongst each other. And like, consider Bella and Edward. Like, I'm, I'm, con- I'm, just, I'm just wondering what the relationship was between human women to these watchers anyway in the first place and what it all was like. Like, I'm just curious because the humans had already started making their clans. So, yeah, anyway, so I'm supposed to say it that way. Like, they, they perhaps, you know, maybe this, well, it doesn't say, okay, anyways, when you look at fornication, <laughs> The meaning of that is having sexual relations or whatever outside of marriage. Thing is, marriage is not, like, it's not real. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's, it is, it is, I mean, if you look at the history of marriage, it is the, it is a contract of ownership. If you need to make an alliance with a house, big house, you know, um, house Tully needs to fucking make an alliance with house, uh, Stark, they marry off one of the girls. That's a sale, essentially. That's how marriage kind of began. And so we now have this very romanticized version of marriage that is not necessarily based in actual love. When you look at the word fornication, that is, that, that's coming from a framework as if marriage is like the end-all be-all to the way that humans should uh, interact in that way. If you take that away, then you're just looking at it as like people enjoying themselves sexually with each other. Like lust is actually a relative term. It's all relative to the culture that's looking at it. Depending on what culture you're looking at, how this all went down, perhaps it did not go down as insanely apocalyptic as it's kind of come off in history. It says that what they did was they educated the women. They educated the women on forbidden arts, sciences, and celestial secrets and mysteries. And then Samyaza is actually being described as being the one who was in charge of teaching them like herbs and shit, like herbal information um, and healing. So it, it's just really interesting to me how it all gets, how it, it can all get twisted depending on what world frame you're looking at it from. But I just keep going off the fact that this being See how gentle he gave that to me? Like, y'all, he came to me so long ago in the weirdest, strangest dream, made sure that I was going to remember all these little details years in advance. And then, like, and then I didn't even realize there was two Sams. And I, and I literally have to first accept Lucifer <laughs> and forgive and move into love with Lucifer in order to, for, for them to, like, really show me who the fuck this really is. And it's really... Someone that's a whole lot apparently worse than <laughs> in the canon, uh, and it's Sam Yaza. But how crazy that he told me Sam! Like I think that is so funny because the energy that he came to me as it was not in a way that I felt afraid. It it just felt so like I was sitting, you know, in a. It felt like I was sitting in a movie theater, and like the screen was like not really there, but like the theater was behind me. And then like, I was just kind of like in the movie. It was strange because that's how a lot of my dreams went. And I f- sometimes I feel like that when I have ship dreams, when they take me on a ship, it just feels like I'm sitting in a room and they're showing me things on a big screen. Um, that's how a lot of my shit goes down. But that's how I experienced Sam for the first time. So, you know, here we are. We've played all this hopscotch all the way out to figuring out that he is like the most hated, I guess, demon of them all. <laughs> but if you look at it as they were actually just trying to 
inform the humans and wake them up to like the fact that they have power, that they can have, that the women can have power over their bodies and they can choose and they can, you know, they can heal themselves. They can know the mysteries or whatever, right? Now, the thing I think is interesting is that here comes Sam through me, right? All this time later. And the information that he's giving me is information that is so needed and so wanted now in our time, right? Like this isn't forbidden information that I'm sharing. It's just like, you know, a lot of ancient alien stuff. And I found the through line to a lot of things. And obviously they've been channeling a lot of stuff that I could not possibly know. Like I could not have possibly know that there was a Sam Yaza. But if you think back to what then, if this is the exact same information, you know, crystals and chakras and uh, meditation and, and getting in alignment with yourself and choosing love and choosing authenticity and all that. If that's the information that they were trying to share with the women, then why would that be bad? You know what I'm saying? Unless you have created a slave race <laughs> that you're trying to keep asleep and you literally convince the slave race that anything that will give them information and knowledge is actually going to destroy them. So the other crazy thing I found online, though, is that, you know, like I've, I tried looking up where does where more does Samyaza like show up in the Bible? And right now I'm doing this by memory because I don't feel like trying to go find it while I'm talking. But essentially, there's something out there where it's like Archangel Michael is the patron angel, essentially, of Israel. Right. And he's the protector of Israel. But y'all, I think it's Samyaza that is the protector of Rome, bro. So when I read that, I was like, it's got to be, it's Sam Yaza. It could be Samuel as well, but like, it's one of the Sams. One of these Sams, pretty sure it's Sam, Sam Yaza, is the patron protector of Rome. So then I'm like thinking about like, okay, well, Ben, when you're back in that time, you know, what are we really looking at here? We're looking at a pantheon of, or people who worship a pantheon of gods, which essentially is, they're just doing what witches do. You know, we pray to our little gods and goddesses, but we also know that, like, there is an actual god, right? These pantheon of gods weren't trying to convince the Romans, I don't think, that, like, there was no gods above them. They all, like, had ranks and shit, right? I think, I mean, Zeus and Jupiter were at the top for the Greeks and the Romans, but, you know, anyway, anyway. But the other thing is, the other side is that this is a monotheistic thing. Like, it's just, there is one god, but this god is actually itself another alien. So it's interesting to me that the two beings that end up being the kind of warring protectors of these two uh, nations, that they actually have a connection predating humanity. They were once on the same team and just one became a fallen angel and one stayed being an angel of God. I literally was like, you gotta explain some shit to me. Like, what the fuck, what the fuck is this? But it really is more about we have clicked into an age of love and forgiveness and, you know, the exorcism, you know, how the nuns exercise in the exorcist show, they exercise with love. So looking at this whole shit with forgiveness, perhaps the story that we were told was not the necessarily the most accurate story or the one that could be even held by the humans of that time. Now everyone is kind of coming together to try and help humanity upshift and to actually continue and finish what they started in the beginning, which is the information age, the age of Aquarius, right? And it's all been timed out where there have been other beings from other star systems and stuff who have come and helped. I kind of think that though I was shown 
that there's also Nibiru Pleiadians. Like, I feel like there's a alliance there on some level without out in the Galactic Federation. People who know that shit would know better. But like, I feel like I was shown that like, this really is much more of a, like a community effort on the star beings behalf. They are really trying to help humans ascend and to do it in a timely fashion so that we will be able to exit the planet by the time Nibiru gets back for all the people who believe in that. <laughs> so this is going to be a short message today just because the other two messages are also very lengthy. Yeah, so Samyaza, that is what I believe actually is the being that came to me and I'm still going to be chewing on and doing like all the deep research I can to try and learn more about him. That's about it. It's so crazy though. That's so crazy. The another One other message I'm supposed to share is the realms are merging. So a lot of people's dreams might be getting a little more intense or like I've been dreaming the same place every night for the last like couple of weeks. It, it's like a whole last town and shit. So I, and I've been seeing people that I like know or people that I don't know, but that are like out there. It's really interesting. Today is the super new moon. I know that. Um, so if anybody is having like crazy dreams, or whatever, the realms are merging and that just means, you know, meditate more. I've been doing tons more meditation. I would advise a lot of people right now, especially with the moon being where it is, to meditate um, at length. Ooh, and it's 2.22 p.m. right now. Yay. All right. I love y'all. Uh, <laughs> I hope this was helpful.